That was like Oof. my first time. I was like, I don't know this girl very well enough to like <laughs> tell her how I feel about her boyfriend. And then there's other moments where I met him after where he really, really, really didn't had his best foot forward. I feel like we've never fully recapped that night. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've never talked about it in depth. Or maybe like we talked about it and I blacked it out from my mind mm-hmm. because embarrassingly I dated this person for two more years. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back. I'm here for another episode of Interstates and Heartbreak, recording on my couch with Karen Arresti. Oh, Welcome. No. <laughs> I thought I was going to be anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> what? Do you really know? <laughs> but I realized it was going to be this early on Off in the conversation. The <laughs> on the record. <laughs> Karen Arresti on the book. I thought we were going to work on some code name or something. <laughs> Well, the cat's out of the bag, so I apologize. (laughs) It's me. (laughs) So I know Karen. We were coworkers for a magical year. We were just talking about how great it was. And it was at DreamWorks. We sat in like a row of four cubicles. And we started at the same time. And it's funny because these cubicles before we started had literally been designated sorority row before we started. People hated the girls that used to sit at these desks. Literally. (laughs) I remember when I got the job or when I was interviewing for the job, this girl on my team was like, watch out. They're so catty. And I didn't know that everyone was about to leave, obviously. So I legitimately was like, should I take the job? But I'm glad I did. And we definitely turned around Sorority Row for the positive. We did. And we kept the name because we thought it was very funny. And we thought it was such a great way to just like also incorporate our fourth coworker who we just decided we're not going to say names. He was a male. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll go by Jayhan. And (laughs) Jayhan really embraced the Sorority Row atmosphere. So it was three girls, one guy. And he really, you know, he owned it. Yeah. He was a really good sport (laughs) about it. trooper. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it was so wild. We literally all started within like two weeks of each other. Correct. It was the best year. It was a great team to join. And we, you know, we hit it off. We did. We, we wanted to be friends. Yeah. <laughs> and it's great, too, because that was literally 2016. 2016. And no, it was 2015. You're right, because it was 2016 yeah. when we departed. Yeah, it was my first job out of college. Oh, and so she's I was a baby. Like, I was a baby. I was a young one. And I was like, I need to be friends with somebody. And Leslie was the person that I was like, She's cool. She likes hip hop. We can hang out. And I remember the first time we hung out really was my birthday in 2016. And I told all my friends, like, be on your best behavior. My, my coworkers, co-workers my, my much older, mature co-worker. Okay, not much older for the record, <laughs> like two years. Two years older. Two years older. <laughs> but I'm like, you guys, you need to be careful. My coworker is coming. I need to make sure she likes me and like doesn't report me to HR on oh Monday. Um, so it was my birthday. And then I was like, She's cool. I like her. And we just, we stayed friends after that. Yeah. We, we little, are still friends. <laughs> little did Karen know I was actually like more ratchet than she thought. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think we we discovered that very early on that night. <laughs> we did. We did. So yeah, we've been friends now for like six years almost, yeah. which is crazy to think. And so obviously we've gone out together. We've opened up about our dating lives. And I was like, I have to have Karen on the podcast. And so one thing about you is that I would describe you as a reluctant app dater. 
you're not wrong. <laughs> In fact, I still remember when one of your friends forced you to download the dating apps. Yes. And I'm honored to say that it was at one of my birthdays. It was. <laughs> on the rooftop at the Shangri-La of all places. So very iconic. And yeah, so I would love to hear a little bit about your reluctance, what your background of dating was, and just kind of why you had this aversion to dating apps. Yeah. So I, of course, it was at your birthday and I can go into it afterwards. But I think for me, it was, I've always been really scared of running into dates and people who I've dated or people who I've gone on dates with, people who I've liked um, or had moments with. And I felt like everybody, and I still think everybody in LA is on the dating app. And so my fear, which has become true multiple times, <laughs> running into coworkers on dating apps or running into dates in real life has come true. And so I was very reluctant about it for that reason, but also because I felt like, and I think a lot of us can say this, like it just feels very unnatural. Like I'm not someone who's attracted to physicality initially. Like yes, I can see someone who's attracted. I'm like that person's hot, that person's, you know, charming or like handsome. But when it comes down to like who I'm actually attracted to, I'm always attracted to just a guy's personality. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like on a dating app, you can't see that. And we are easy to judge based on like the three or four pictures that are on their app, the responses, you know, and it could be like the wrong response. And you're just like, I don't care what your two truths and a lie are. Like <laughs> some of them are not exciting, but you yeah. are still a great person that I want to get to know and meet. So it was very anti it for, I think, both of those reasons. I like the idea of being able to meet guys more in person than in on an app. And then also like I was going out a lot at the time, and I was, yeah. you know, pre-COVID, this is COVID time. Pre-COVID, I would, you know, go to bars, I go to restaurants, hang out with friends, go to parties, and like meet people naturally at events. And the reason why I'm going back to your birthday, the reason why I downloaded the app was because I saw this like attractive guy at the rooftop. Mm. And I told my friend, and I'll call him out, Chris. He's one of my <laughs> closest friends. I was like, Chris, like, go be a wingman. And mind you, Chris is like one of the worst wingmen you can ever ask. Like, Chris has He's shoved not me. Subtle. He's not subtle. Chris has shoved me into a guy and like ran away oh as he's God. shouting, she's beautiful. Or like, she thinks you're good looking. <laughs> and I'm just left there with a stranger. Yeah. So I'm like, Chris, like, that guy's good looking. Like, go talk to him for me or like, give him my number. And Chris was like, okay, I'll be a wingman. And he's like, give me your phone. And here I thought he was going to go like, get this guy's number or give him my number. And instead, he was downloading Hinge in front of he's me. He's like, now's my chance. Yeah. What? So he's, <laughs> like, like, this is, yeah, he's like, this is how I'm going to be a wingman. Oh and so my he starts God. building his profile. And I'm like in shock. But I'm like, whatever. I'm like half drunk at your birthday. And I'm like, I'll deal with this later. <laughs> at the same time, I actually was also like really into somebody. And my crush on this person or like liking for this person was like not going anywhere. So I was a little disappointed in real life. And I was like, you know what? Like, fine, delete it. I'm being petty or like, I'm just bitter about where I am in life. And so it got downloaded, but I will say it was not used for like four <laughs> or five months until after wow. your birthday. Dormant. And I'm happy to share when I finally decided mm -hmm. to use it um, or I can hold that off until later. No, just dive into it. So I was reluctant for a while. And this could sound a little dark, but I actually went to a funeral about mm. four or five months later. Mm -hmm. And I got hit on at the funeral. And Wait, <laughs> really? Like, yes. Someone wedding crashed <laughs> <Yes>. you? 
So I wasn't expecting it. It was not a funeral of someone who I was close to. It was a friend of a friend. And my roommate at the time, like, was really close to this girl whose boyfriend passed away. And I was like, yes, of course, like, I'll be supportive. Like, I, like, have hung out with this guy multiple times. Like, I will go to the funeral. And so I'm at the funeral. We go to the lunch afterwards. And you're meeting strangers. I was meeting strangers. I didn't know anybody at the funeral. Yeah. Besides my coworker, which is very small world. One of my now coworkers also knew this guy. Mm -hmm. So we, like, saw each other at the funeral. But pre-me seeing my coworker at the funeral, this guy was to the left of me. And he was the cousin of the girl whose boyfriend passed away. So I was just trying to make small talk, trying to talk to strangers. And I talked to him and he seemed really cool, very nice. Um, And we were talking for like, I would say like a whole 20, 30 minutes. And then my coworker came and he like interrupted us. So we started talking Mm -hmm. and I was like, hey, I need to go grab some water. So I go up to get water and I get a tap on my shoulder. And I thought it was my coworker going to ask me to get him some water too. And it was this guy, my friend's cousin, and I'm like, hey, what's up? And he's like, hey, like before I lose you, like for the rest of the day, like oh, just want to say it's been really great talking to you. Like oh. would love to go out sometime. Can I wow. get your number? And I was just like frozen. Like, <laughs> a, like this is not the right place to ask someone no. out. And like maybe later creep on, like ask your cousin for the girl's yes. number or like creep on Instagram, Facebook and like reach out. But at a funeral, but it's not the vibe. I also have this rule of like, if any guy asks me out on a date, especially in person, I would never say no. And I've never said no to a date. Okay. Especially like at the time it was like 2018, 2019. Yeah. But like, Anytime in college or post-college, because I had this really bad experience where somebody attempted to ask me out and I told you the story and I felt horrible after that. So I made a rule for myself, which was if any guy ever asks me out, like I will say yes to anyone who like has the guts to ask someone on a date. Wait, I have a couple follow-up questions. Yes. <laughs> One of which, are you willing to tell the story for the podcast? Yes, of course. Okay. The, the first date? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'll, I'll finish this one first. So... I was obviously taken back and I was like, oh my gosh, of course I'll give you my number. Like there was nothing wrong with him. It just felt like not the right place to like get hit on or hit on someone. And so I like gave him my number like that Monday I went to work and I told my coworker and he was like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. Like I actually saw this girl that I was like, having a good conversation with and I almost asked her for her number but I thought <laughs> maybe this isn't Damn, the this right was, I know was the pickup spot <laughs> he was like as a normal <laughs> human but I was like maybe this isn't the right way yeah. or the right place to like hit on someone this is inappropriate and I was like honestly like I hope this I like wish this guy thought the same thing but clearly yeah. you were both on different pages <laughs> like I'm with you and so he was laughing my whole all my coworkers were cracking up about it anyways went on date with this guy but I think in that moment when I realized, yes, I'm going on a date with this guy and I thought about like me telling the story in the future, I kept thinking, I've always thought, and my old roommate and I used to have this conversation, like telling people like you met on an app, you met on Tinder, you met Mm -hmm. on Hinge, you met on Bumble, like it's a little embarrassing or it was like a little embarrassment to it back in the day. And I thought, what is worse than saying (laughs) you met on a dating app? And it for sure was like, we met at a funeral. We, we met at a funeral. Like, imagine that telling that to your kids. Yeah, like, that's at a wedding. Or like, <laughs> if like someone who's a relative stranger 100%. asks you, they would definitely like not ask follow up questions because they wouldn't want to be rude, <laughs> no but one. they would have some like judgment. Yeah, yeah. So related to like Sex in the City, I've always thought of myself as like a Charlotte. I can't blank it on her name, Miranda Charlotte. Okay. And there's an episode that I saw later on. I hadn't watched Sex in the City at the time. Charlotte also meets a guy yes, at the funeral, I and I was like, that. I'm convinced I am Charlotte. Oh, God. Um, so that was the moment where I was like, okay, 
I've literally have gone on a date with a guy that I met at a funeral. There is nothing worse <laughs> than that. So I am now open to the dating app. So I started using dating wow. apps so after, after you that. hit rock bottom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was so weird. <laughs> like, was his cousin ever found out? Yeah. Like, I like, never I feel a little disrespected. Yeah, it was pretty odd. We went on a date and it was, as, as you would imagine, as weird as it could get. And I never like saw him again. He like asked me out again. And I was like, no, like, this isn't going to work out. And I never like saw her again. This is very interesting. But going back. So you asked me to share why I have this rule. And mm-hmm. I guess it could be a little bit of a scary rule. Again, like if someone were crazy and like were to like ask me out, I definitely don't know who they are. I wouldn't say yes. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. any guy who I had a conversation with, you know, put in the effort, like ask me out. I would say yes, because. When I was in college, I used to work in concert and events. Mm-hmm. I used to do marketing for our on-campus concerts. And we had a show one night. And earlier on in the night, I jinxed myself. And I said, you know, what sucks about guys nowadays is that no one has the guts to ask girls out anymore. Like, oh my God. what world do we live in? I was like super- Even back in college. Even back in the day. I was like a 19-year-old, like very angry about how guys were like not asking mm-hmm. girls out. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, later in that night, the event is over and my friend calls me over who like planned the event. He's like, hey, the paramedic like wants to talk to you. Like he thought you were cute. Like, (laughs) would you be interested? And I was just like in shock. And I was like, oh, my God, like, like I only saw one paramedic. He was a very much older gentleman. Like, what is going on? And he, I was like, who is he? Like, who are you talking about? He points him out at me and I'm like, not into it. But I'm like, okay, like. Like, tell him I say thanks. I, I was very awkward. I get very uncomfortable when, like, I know that mm-hmm. someone likes me. Yeah. And so he's like, okay. And so he, like, I think tells him, like, thank you, but no thank you. Or I think. And so we're cleaning up <laughs> for the event. And I see the paramedic coming towards me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm panicking. I'm panicking. And so I asked my coworker to, like, stick around with me. And he comes to say hi. And I'm like, oh, like, thank you so much for helping us tonight. Like, yada yada have a quick small talk exchange and i'm like hey anyways like we have to go we have to like finish cleaning up and so i cut him off and that was that but later i found out that the older paramedic had told him like if you ask her out i will treat you to dinner so he was kind of just like giving him courage like hey like you like her like okay okay, don't chicken out which i appreciate you know he was just being like you know if you like it go for it and like it was kind of like a dad move like you know like go shoot your shot like don't just you know wait for life to happen yeah so he sure enough like attempted and he never actually got to yeah and so later on in the week i get and this is a very weird place in Facebook, and I don't know if it exists anymore, but there's like the message request oh, that yeah. you get. It's like message, what is it called? Like, like purgatory. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So like you get a lot of weirdos there, and I discovered that multiple times. So I saw that I had a message request. It was from this paramedic. And at the time, I heard from another close childhood friend of mine that if you open those and hit unread, they'll never know that you read it. That was not the case, which I discovered like six months later. So I read it and it was like, hey, Karen, it was so nice to meet you. Like, you know, I didn't have the chance to ask you out, but like, you know, was wondering if you'd like to go out sometime. Mm -hmm. I would love to take you out. And so I remember just like laughing at it like, oh, my God, he actually like sent a message. but I'm not into it. And so I like hit unread, thought that I was safe and (laughs) thought that I was, you know, an angel for still not being a jerk. Yeah. And then six months later, I found out that that rule does not apply, that that was like something someone made up. So I left him unread and I felt so horrible about it because, as you know, like I have a brother and I've always thought like, 
you know, I don't want girls to be mean to my brother. Aww. Like, I would like them to, like, give him, you know, a chance, benefit of the doubt. Yeah. So I felt really horrible about that. And I just thought to myself, you know, this guy had the courage, not even liquid courage, just courage. Yeah. Sober courage to, like, try to ask me out. I didn't give him a chance. And then he, like, found me on Facebook, which is kind of creepy because he knew literally nothing mm. about me. Yeah. Um, Maybe just my first name. And so... He reached out, asked me out, and like I didn't even say no. I just like didn't respond. So <laughs> I felt very horrible about that, and that's why now I know that like if any guy asks me out, like I think about like all the emotional effort that they went through to ask me out, and so I will always say yes to a date, that's, at least a first date. <laughs> that is so noble, and I mean, like, have there ever been any times when you've been like, wow, I really wish I didn't have this rule in place, aside from the funeral, of course? Uh, no, the funeral only. <laughs> Wait, really? I think I've jinxed myself all the time. Like, I think I've gone on more dates, like, not from dating apps than from dating apps. Yeah. Because I clearly am not a true dating app user. Yeah. I'm horrible and I don't save numbers. And so I've given people my number or I've gotten their number or whatever. And I just like have never saved it. So I've had multiple times where guys have called me and I'm like, who is this? Like, what do you want? And then I think they're confused because I'm like really rude initially. (laughs) Or like, I'm just like, I don't know who you are. Like I'm treating them like they're telemarketer. And so this guy, I was like in the middle of doing laundry, carrying like heavy laundry, see my phone like ringing and I'm like, oh my gosh, and I, like I'm rushing, like trying to make sure I, like nobody takes the laundry from me. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, like I'll answer it before I go to the laundry machine. And he's like explaining backstory who he is. And I'm like, what mm. is going on? And I just said, yes, just like get him off the phone because I need to finish my laundry. <laughs> and I thought like, okay, like it was very nice of him to call me. I will say this guy in particular, I met at a bar. Okay. But I met him in between talking to another guy. <laughs> Damn, Karen, I feel like all the listeners are just like, who is she? Teach me your ways. So, and I'll call my friend Karina. My friend Karina and I laugh about it all the time because I was talking to another guy that same night and he was like, I'm going to go get a drink at the bar. I'll be right back. And so he went to the bar. The bar was really busy. So this guy had like about a 10, 15 minute window. And immediately when he went to the bar, this guy snuck in, started talking to me. Did wow. his like 10 minute like elevator, elevator pitch. pitch. He legitimately had it down. Wow. And like in that moment was like, hey, like I really like like you. More like I'd like to get to know you. Like, can I have your number? And like he timed it so well. And so that he got my sneaky. number. So to be honest, I wasn't expecting him to call me because he left and the other guy came back. Yeah. And like my friend Karina and I left with this guy and the guy's brother. So like, yeah. if I was like watching from the outside, a I'd girl that like, I just hit on walked out with another guy i would not actually call her for a date but Although, he did <laughs> i'm sure he because he timed it it's like he knew he you were knew. on a date it's not like he was like oh no she's already talking to someone that was not a blocker he's like there's a goalie but i'm still gonna score <laughs> exactly and he scored i actually like i wasn't on a date with this guy it was just like, some strangers that i met at the bar yeah and so yeah so he called me i was like this is not someone i expected to call me i'll go on the date with you but when i like actually had to go to the date like the entire morning i was like oh my gosh i wish i hadn't like said yes to this guy but i did say yes i have to show up and that was that okay so you're basically i feel like the poster child for like anti-ghosting well Mm. yes and no because i have ghosted guys who i've gone on dates with okay okay or like tempted to ghost okay okay (laughs) what do you mean attempted Uh, so recently 
there was a guy who I was like, oh, I'm not into it. I'm just going to let it, you know, fade. We're going to just ghost each other, I assumed. And mm-hmm. then like three weeks later, he's like, hey, like, I don't want to ghost you. But I could tell like, you're also not into it. And <laughs> I thought I was like, well, I'm wow. clearly a terrible person because I was just going to ghost you. Damn. But he like didn't want to ghost me. Okay. Um, That's admirable. Yeah. 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 So I'm like, he's a good person at the yeah. end of the day. I've definitely ghosted, but not guys who I haven't gone on a date with. That's so impressive. And I feel like one thing I will say is like any guy who approaches you, I feel like has an extra level of bravery. And I mean that (laughs) in the sense of like, you're just not that you're unapproachable, but like you're a little intimidating, you know, I've been told that I really don't want people to think I'm intimidating. I think you're just like people are going to look at you and they're going to be like, she's no nonsense. She's confident. And like, I feel like I am not intimidating to anybody. And <laughs> no, so, you are intimidating too. No way. If I'm intimidating, you are. <laughs> I don't think so. Especially like I don't seem to be intimidating for guys. I feel like just any old person like will approach me. And it's like, I'm not trying to be mean, but yeah, like we explain. were, Karen and I, oh, we yes. were out <laughs> at watching the Lakers game the other day. And I had told her this story about like, I went to the bar by myself and it was like, you know, just a very casual thing. Like I just wanted to catch the end of a basketball game. I went by myself for like the last quarter. And this guy, as I'm leaving, I guess he had tried to buy me a drink and the waitress was like, she's leaving. She already closed her tab. (laughs) But as I am starting to walk out, he stops me anyway. And he's very gung ho in his approach. And he was a really nice guy. I was just like, wow, like this guy like really shot his shot and like is not in any way, like even in my same age no, range. No, could have been your not dad. The per- yeah, I was just like, oh my gosh. And then as I told Karen, I think within the same week, I was with my mom yes. and this older man also approached. And I was like, I don't know. You're, he wasn't old enough to date my mom, but I was like, you're definitely closer in age to my mom than you are to me. And I was like, what is going on? Was he missing a tooth or something? He was missing at least one tooth. At least. And again, he was so nice that I feel bad. Like, and I'm not trying to like laugh at someone who's missing a tooth, but I'm just using these as examples to be like, I think anyone who is interested would look at me and be like, I can hit on her. (laughs) (laughs) Not intimidated. You are a very intimidating human or anybody who thinks that they could approach you and not approach me is a silly human. But so to finish the story, so then I saw Leslie again on Tuesday (laughs) and I was at the bar for like about 10, 15 minutes before Leslie got there. And I saw this man that was like maybe about 10 feet away from me, asked the bartender if he can move closer to my table. And I saw him and I just could tell he's a little bit not okay or just a little bit weird. (laughs) I don't know. I want to be PC. He's just awkward. Yeah, he was a little awkward. And so he comes in his diagonal to me three feet at this point, but he's definitely, I could tell that he's trying to make eye contact with me. And I'm like, how dare you? And I'm like, (laughs) there's no way I'm going to break my contact with the television and watch LeBron James or Devin Booker uh, shoot a shot. And so I'm just straight, you know, looking at the screen and I could tell he's trying to get me to look at him or he's looking at me and I like, it doesn't happen. And so Leslie comes and she goes, do you remember the story about the guy? And I'm like, oh, I I didn't even let her finish. I was like, oh my God, I know exactly who you're talking about. I know the story. I can't believe that this is like the man. And I was like, he's been trying to make eye contact with me and I didn't let it happen. And I guess, yeah, to your point, like 
he wasn't brave enough to talk yes see okay and like the first way that he started talking to me was like i was walking up to the bar and like so it's the garage for anyone who knows at west la and like they have this mural of like cobra kai and like the karate kid yeah and i had just like had this established like inside joke with someone where we called this guy cobra kai kevin and so i took a picture (laughs) of this mural to send it and as i'm taking it he stops and he's like, oh, this is a really great bar. <laughs> and in my mind, I'm like, I know. Like, I used to live freaking down the street. And I'm like, yeah, like, I'm going to go in for a drink. And then we didn't talk. And it was just like, he's really one for, like, the eye contact yes. and going for it. Yeah. Because I've now, unfortunately, it's just been my go-to spot of, like, I just want to go somewhere chill that has outdoor yeah. seating to watch yeah. either, like, March Madness or the right. Lakers playoffs. And so I've just gone there like three times since I've run into him. He has been there every time. Yeah, he was by himself this like Tuesday. He's always by himself. Yeah, and he was calling people, telling them about the game. (laughs) And like, I will give him props. He makes friends. Like he's always talking to people. But I think that me, (laughs) he's like, not this one. But the second time that I went there, I think he remembered me because he tried to make eye contact. And it was similar to you. I was like, I will not make eye contact. (laughs) I had already seen him outside. And then I happened to go to the bathroom and he was sitting at a table literally right next to the bathroom. So I just had to do tunnel vision. (laughs) And it was just extra awkward because like my boyfriend was there. And I was just like, I don't want to deal with this. Yeah. Yeah. So well, my tunnel vision worked. He definitely did not break me. I knew that if I even glanced at him, I was going to be stuck. So maybe that's what it is. I, I know how to make people feel intimidated yeah exactly (laughs) you're unapproachable (laughs) oh yeah but not by choice (laughs) but it's a good thing but that was a really long tangent just to (laughs) kind of dive in and say like i really wanted to get back to the point that you mentioned about how you've met more people in person yeah and so i would love to hear about that obviously like covid changed a lot of things Mm -hmm. but pre-covid would it be like primarily going out to bars would you find that it would be like friends of friends setups yeah i think primarily going out to bars or events. I can't remember like the handful, but I know that I've gone on more dates from people that I've known through friends Mm -hmm. or that I've met than I have from a dating app. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So in your like ideal scenario, I'm guessing it would be meeting people in the wild or would you rather like a setup where someone's like, hey, I know this guy who I think would be great for you. You know, I'm not opposed to friends trying to set me up every time I like I've told you I've told other friends like if you know anybody Mm -hmm. that's this age or in LA hook me up any listener knows a doctor a lawyer (laughs) just kidding just kidding (laughs) I can hold my own I can hold my own (laughs) (laughs) let me know yeah I wouldn't be opposed to being set up I definitely am not opposed to at all like meeting someone at a bar an event or at a friend's birthday party I think dating apps and I am still on the dating apps as Mm -hmm. you know I just am not fully convinced. And I also, and I know we might talk about this later, I really like making friends. And so sometimes mm. when I'm on these like dates from a dating app, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. this person would be a really good friend. Yeah. I could see them more as a friend. That's probably not okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think- There's nothing wrong with There's nothing it. wrong. I think in person or just a friend of a friend would be ideal. Okay, that's fair. And so now that you have been on the apps for at least a short period of time, mm-hmm. or I guess longer now, because I mean, not co- counting COVID. Yeah. So, like, that's two true. Years so, the collective max. time, though, in, <laughs> in terms of like how often you actually check it, yeah. maybe not that long. Yeah. But long enough to kind of like form some opinions. Correct. Yes. So, have you noticed any trends in the guys that you meet on the apps in addition to you saying, like, oh, I just friend zone most of them? Yeah. I mean, there's like 
app or like profile trends that I see. Mm-hmm. I really don't like when guys, and I don't know why, this is like personal opinion. You might have a different stance, but like when guys are like just like shirtless pictures yeah, and like, no. I'm just like, I don't care. Yeah. I really don't care. Also, when guys are holding a fish on their <laughs> profile pics, I'm like, always. Always. Yeah. I'm like, I understand you went fishing. Like you don't need to like share that. Like there's just, yeah. and I think that they think they're unique, but there's so many guys that yeah. are posting pictures of them fishing. And it's like, if a girl just posted a, a picture of herself, like doing yoga or running, right? it's literally the equivalent. Like we all do yes. it. Like it's not impressive. No, maybe it's a good picture of you. And I shouldn't be judging, but it's just funny because you see so many of them and you're like, mm-hmm. wow, I didn't know how many people go fishing. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I think that's what it is. It's more yeah. so like, oh, I didn't know this is a thing. I can't imagine. We live in LA. Like, imagine if you lived somewhere <laughs> yes. where fishing is like a regular pastime. Yeah, every guy has a picture of fishing. Oh my God. Or it would probably evolve to just like hunting photos. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think maybe the, yeah, the fishing one, the shirtless one. Can't think of anything else that like a trend. I guess I'm not on it too much. Mm-hmm. I personally like funny profiles. Same. Or like, there's like some type of like music interest. I find those also intriguing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you notice any trends in like the ways that guys communicate after you've matched or the ways that they try to initiate conversation or is it kind of a grab bag? I think it's a grab bag. Initially, when I first started, I thought it was very weird when guys would try to use like funny pickup lines. Um, an example is like this guy once sent me like dot 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 a basketball and he said oh my bad the ball went into your oh core. my god and this i was just stupid. like i literally just thought unfollow <laughs> like <laughs> unsubscribe uh, unsubscribe like <laughs> no you're not funny this isn't cute just like say like hey how's it going i think also there's been multiple guys that like the first thing they say like you're beautiful you're gorgeous i just don't find that genuine i'm like how many no. other girls are you saying this to yeah like it just doesn't seem very unique or special no. So other people I will unfollow or unmatch with, Mm -hmm. I guess. But no, honestly, most of the guys that have reached out, they say, hey, how's it going? Like, Mm -hmm. or they'll respond to one of my responses and like ask about it. I have like two truths and a lie that gets a lot of questions. Wait, yeah, what does your profile say? So this is like, this will go really deep. I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but I have two truths and a lie. And that's the one that most people like want to know if the third one is, they hope that the third one's the truth. But I'm like, (laughs) you guys, obviously not. (laughs) <laughs> so the two truths are that when I was in high school, we went to Santa Monica Pier and this is a long story. So if you're hearing this and we're friends, like feel free to ask. It's a great story. Mm-hmm. But I was a senior in high school for spring break. We went to Santa Monica Pier and my friend decided to bring her uncle's ashes that she'd never oh. met. So her family had her uncle's ashes for like 20 years oh, at wow. home and they never went to the beach as a family. So oh. she thought that this was the appropriate time On to bring her trip. uncle's ashes with a group of like 10 friends. And so she was like, oh, yeah, I was hoping you guys would help me dump them at the pier. And we were like all in shock. but We were trying (laughs) to be sensitive to it. So we poured her uncle's ashes off the Santa Monica Pier. And so that's the truth. Wow. People think that that may be a lie. Fair. Also, when I went to Canada, I drove into Vancouver with two of my friends. And I thought that the Canadian Border Patrol was like, hitting on me <laughs> or like really really invested in my weekend in vancouver oh and he was like where are you going out in vancouver and i didn't know at the time I'm like i don't know i'm just crossing the border i'm trying to get in before i just <laughs> make plans me. yeah <laughs> legitimately so i was like 
I don't know. Do you have any recommendations? So I asked Border Patrol for bar recommendations. And I was so oh close to asking him if he wanted to go out with us. Because I was yeah. so convinced that he was really invested. But yeah. no, he was just doing, doing his, his job. job. And like, didn't like, genuinely care. I'm at work. Just, yeah, <laughs> he just needed to ask for security reasons of the country. So I asked him for bar recommendations. Oh he laughed at my face. Um, <laughs> and so that's another truth. But the third one, my friend Chris, going back to Chris, he came up with it and he made me write because I'm a huge Selena Gomez fan. And he made me write that I was Selena Gomez's stunt double oh, as a child. My God. And so people That's amazing. Are, so people always think that the other two are lies and they always think that I may have been Selena Gomez's stunt double. Wow. So when they find out that I'm not, it's a little awkward because I'm like, why would she need a stunt double for like Barney? <laughs> like, what do you think Selena Gomez was doing at the age of five oh, that she God. would require a stunt double? The most recent guy thought that I was like her paparazzi decoy. He was like, you're oh, right. Like wow. not a stunt double, but I thought maybe like, you know, paparazzi was following her. And I thought this is like an untapped business. Maybe child yes. star should have paparazzi decoys. Oh my God. Also for the listeners, now you've heard it here first. Karen is hot enough to pass for Selena Gomez. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just Hispanic brown hair. <laughs> Short Hispanic girl with dark hair. <laughs> you're underselling yourself. <laughs> no, no, no. I appreciate the the support though. Um, so yeah, the, that's the one like response that people respond to the most. The one that gets a lot of likes is the one that, again, Chris built my profile. Oh. That is, how would your mom describe you? And Chris wrote spicy. So Ooh. then you get a lot of guys like liking that one, but not really having a conversation about it because oh, it can get a little yeah. awkward. It could. But most guys like really want to know if I was Selena Gomez's stunt double. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Those are good ones. Yeah. Okay, we have to give Chris some props. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good conversation <laughs> starters, or at least like intrigue, intrigue. generators. Yeah. My exciting gosh. enough. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exciting enough. So I guess like going back to the fact that you meet guys in the wild mostly, I feel like you also have like a pretty robust friend group. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you're also like someone who has a lot of male friends and female friends. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that really can lend itself to some awkward predicaments potentially if like one person gets romantically interested and it's not reciprocated it also could be an opportunity if you yeah. know there is mutual interest and yeah. so i'd love to kind of like dive into how your male friendships have been and if there are any notable times when like guys have tried to escape the friend zone yeah so i since high school one of my close friends call me the friend zoning queen and uh my name that name still lives up to the day um and i actually was just having a conversation i went on a road trip with some friends and i had this conversation with them um it was three girls two guys and i asked the question like how do you guys feel about platonic friendships like do they exist in your world mm. or is the door always like kind of open and i found it fascinating because i thought everybody was on the same page as me as <laughs> this person's obviously a platonic friend no one's ever going to cross that line it was a mixed review. Like some people thought, no, like I would love to be friends with like my significant other. So the door's always mm. open. But for me, I've always felt like, and because I, I've dated someone who was from a friend group and that's where it gets really, really hard when you break up with that person. Yeah. The friend group always splits or has to choose a side. Yeah. And that's like hard for the friend group. Um, and I've seen it happen, not just like to me, but like other friends where I'm like, oh, can I not be friends with your partner? Like, yeah. I really like it. Yeah. But, you know, I have to be an ally and be yeah. a true girlfriend and like stick it with my girlfriends. And so I don't want to put anyone through that ever yeah. again. And even though like mine was like so long ago, 
I just like wouldn't want to put anyone through that um, experience. And also, every time you break up with someone, you're also losing a friend. That's so true. And that's like the hardest the person who part knows for you me. Best. Yeah. So losing a friend is like really sad. Like anytime I've ever lost a friend since childhood, I still think about it. And so I never want to lose someone who I'm close to. Mm-hmm. And so I think that someone who's a friend, I really designate them as a platonic friendship. And I have done so much to avoid <laughs> getting them to like confess their love for me <laughs> or me confess my love for them, mm-hmm. which is probably not healthy either. Like sometimes you just got to do it. Like we mm-hmm. were all adults, like, friendships end and we have to like get over it but i never want it to be because i ruined something or like mm. hurt them so on my end i have you know really dug feelings deep deep down inside i do have a friend who attempted <laughs> i think attempted to confess you know that he had a crush on me it was somebody that i knew in college and i knew that he was like attempting to and I just avoided him for weeks. What did he do? <laughs> like, we need some backstory. Like, how did you know? Because a lot of people, like, told me. Oh, that's <laughs> so, awkward. That's awkward. Like, when also when you're, like, drunk in college, like, some things kind of slip. And yeah. so there was moments like that. But I've also been like, I'm not going to accept anyone's, like, love, like, when they're drunk. Like, that's yeah. not, that's not okay. I'm that's classier fair. than that. Yes. And so I was like, they're going to regret this in the morning. So I just, like, let things slide. I never brought it up again. And I just knew at some point that they were trying to like share this information. Yeah. Oh. And I just avoided them for weeks. I just That's like, so sad. I was just like, yeah, we'll plan something. And like, we never actually planned to like meet up. Yeah. So immature of me. Yes. <laughs> but are we still friends? Yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. So like, how do you feel that this friendship like kind of changed afterwards? Like, was there a period after you were done actively avoiding this person when it was still awkward? Like, how do you kind of salvage it when one person has feelings? So there's like multiple, two different situations where one person, we're very, very close, very good person. And we've still managed to keep a friendship, even though nothing was ever confessed on either side. And I think just because we never had the conversation, it's just like, doesn't feel awkward. And I think also like time passed and we like didn't see each other every day. And for me, it's always like, you know, you're finally back to being friends when they're able to talk about other people. That's true. So I've always felt like, okay, that person doesn't like me because they're talking to me about other girls. Yeah. And I'm not even like a jealous person, but I'm like, how dare they like pick somebody else? Like, <laughs> clearly I'm not the ego top of mind. In. Yeah, the ego comes in. It, the ego is real. And so this friend in particular, like even pre me feeling like this person liked me, had crushes on some of my other college friends. Mm. And I just thought like, you know what? Like, screw them. Like, <laughs> they thought that it was better to like them first. And I was like bitter about it or petty about it. And I'm like, no, I'm equal to them. It just took you a long time to discover that. Yeah, to build up the courage. Build up the courage. I don't know if that was, that was the courage. And so, yeah. So after like a while, like once they start talking to me about other girls, like other dates, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, yeah, we're, we're shaking in the clear. hands, like we're platonic. Yeah. yeah. So then I feel comfortable sharing anything about on my end. But yeah, it definitely takes a couple months. Like you need to mm-hmm. have a little bit of a break. Yeah. And then there's like the other side where like, I really like someone. <laughs> Unclear if they liked me back, but like other people around us were like, no, then he clearly likes you. But I actually had to like stop talking to him for like a year or two because yeah. I like felt like I was emotionally like 
getting invested in it and it wasn't good for me. So I thought that the best thing for our friendship was to distance myself. And that's what I did. So obviously I know a little bit more of the backstory, but for the listeners, as much as you feel comfortable sharing, like why did you feel it was best to keep it in rather than expressing your feelings, especially when you had friends who kind of thought that it was requited? Yeah, I think because, and I don't know if you ever had this experience and I told my old roommate, who you know, Matt, Mm -hmm. this, and I was like, have you ever liked someone so much that the thought of losing them keeps you from wanting to like say anything? Mm -hmm. So that's how I felt about this guy. And we were friends in college and like he moved to LA and I can't remember your question at this point. Just like why? Yeah, you kind of answered it of like why you didn't go for it and because you were afraid of losing him. But Karen... You distanced yourself from him. Yeah, so you I kind know. of lost it anyway. I know. That's what I thought. I had that realization as I decided. But I felt like a reason why was because I also convinced myself that maybe it was also all in my head where I thought he liked me. But going back to what I said about how when guys talk about other girls that they've dated or other girls that they've hooked up with, I felt like that is only a conversation you have with someone who's like a true homie, like a true platonic friend. And so this guy was having conversations with me about like, oh, like I went on a date with someone or like this girl that I hooked up with. I don't know. Like he like would bring that stuff up. And I don't know if it was to test me, but I just felt like this isn't somebody who actually likes me. And maybe they like the idea of me. And that's always Mm. been like a fear of mine, the people who like the idea of me. And like, he was like just holding me to like, Maybe she's someone in the future, but not someone now. And I don't want to be someone's second choice. Yeah. So I just thought, you know, the best thing for my heart is to like, let this guy go from like a romantic point of view and let him come to me if he needs me as a friend. And he did reach out two years later Mm -hmm. as a friend, I think. And so I was like, okay, if he needs me as a friend, I will be there as a friend, but I've guarded my heart and I know that I can date other people and I've gone over it and we could be friends if he wants to be friends, but I don't need to be friends anymore. Okay. I will say I kind of disagree with the blanket rule that if someone talks about other people, they're not interested. I know. And I mean, I'm not trying to use like, obviously every story is more of an exception than a rule, but like I have a pretty significant example of like this person who we're going to talk about later, mm-hmm. who I ended up dating for like two and a half years. We were yeah. friends in college and like we had made out once and mm-hmm. then like nothing happened for a while, you know, and like in between that time, like we would talk about people we were talking to or dating, but there was still always this like sexual chemistry between us. Uh-huh. And I remember there was one time I told him like I was starting to date this guy and he kind of like shit on him. And later was like, sorry, like I shouldn't have done that. But in my mind, that's when I was like, is he jealous? You know, so it's like, and I wasn't bringing him up to make this guy jealous, you know, but sometimes that can be a motivation. Maybe people bring up other girls to like test you and like see how you'll react and just prove that they're desired by other people. Yeah. But then that's just a game. It all feels like a game and we're all playing the game. I've played the game. Yeah. (laughs) This guy in particular, like. He told me a story about like how this girl kind of like invited him back to like her place and he didn't realize that she had a boyfriend. Maybe she was like trying to do like a threesome situation, but he was very conflicted. And so he like decided to go home. And at the time or in the moment, he seemed like bummed out about it. So Hmm. genuinely, like I think he's a great guy. I was like, hey, it's her loss. And I think that was like a good moment. Like I could see his eyes like being like, they lit up. Oh, like that's cute. You think I'm worthy? But I was also just like, as a friend, I was like, like, you know, 
you are a great guy. Like anybody would be lucky to have you. And I think about that of all my guy friends, but I don't think him telling me that story was like trying to get me to be jealous. I think he genuinely was just trying to tell me the story as a friend. And so that's why I felt like there was moments where we'd like hang out. And also for anybody who's listening, including you, like (laughs) when guys say let's hang out, it's not a date. Like, no. Make it clear. Is it a hangout or yeah. is it a date? Because anytime this? a guy has asked me to hang out, to me, that is what friends do. We yep. just hang out. So I've had this guy in particular mask a lot of hangouts or mask a lot of dates and just call them hangouts. And so mm. that's where I feel like I was in gray areas with him. Yeah. Like not knowing where I stood. Yeah. Or if I was being prioritized. And that's why I decided I needed to like distance myself because I felt like I was becoming like, the second best like oh only if i have nothing else to do i'll hang out with this girl yeah and it sucks to feel that way 100 percent. like yeah. to have someone flake on you multiple times like day of i just felt like i was being disrespected as a friend even. totally so i felt like i needed to distance myself so when you would go on these ambiguous hangouts like what types of things would you do go to the museum go to dinner those are very date-like activities go to the one time he called me he's like hey can you come to the mall and help me like pick out some outfit it's like girlfriend activity 100 percent but we were just friends (laughs) oh my gosh that's so interesting yeah Hmm. so i guess like kind of going back to whether you can have platonic friendships Mm -hmm. with someone obviously we know your stance about that yeah what about if you have dated someone like do you feel like you can be platonic friends like both people have moved past it it's totally innocent after you've actually dated someone yeah yeah definitely i don't feel I feel like there will always be a little bit of awkwardness to it. And I've yeah. had that experience. But, you know, if time has passes, like you start dating other people or like falling, like crushing on other people, like you get over it. That's true. Yeah. I do agree. Like at my core, I do think it's possible. I think it is difficult. And yeah. without diving too much into it, I know we've talked about it recently. I think there's always just an interesting dynamic, right? Where it's like, even if you are over it it still is kind of weird to be like wow this person i cared about so much is dating someone else and Mm -hmm. i think to your point like you have to be able to talk about the person that you're dating openly if you're really going to call someone a true friend yeah it's hard to reach that level where you can speak about the person you're dating the same way that you would speak about someone you've never been romantically interested in with your ex definitely but i will say and this is very weird but like any guy who i've ever had a a moment with or liked or dated and this is weird but they've always come back like years later to like Mm. rekindle a friendship or check on how i'm doing and i think that that's sweet that i feel like that means that like they valued me as a friend or as a person they're like i genuinely care about how they are doing or i want them to know like there's no hard feelings yeah um and not that we've remained friends but if i were to see them i would genuinely care about what they're doing i would want them to be happy and be dating other people like i've seen people who i've dated like post about their girlfriends and i'm like oh like that makes me so happy I, yeah. there's no resentment towards it i want everyone to be genuinely happy if they get married they get married i want people to find the happiness that we weren't able to find together Aww, <laughs> that's beautiful yeah do you have any people who you've dated who are like married now that i'm aware of just one okay yeah okay yeah I'll also say, you know, this. like I've never been in a serious long term relationship. Mm-hmm. Also, commitment really terrifies me. So like maybe why I'm single. People like read that off of me. But I don't think I've ever been in a long term relationship or long enough to be like, oh, like I could have been the one. And I know yeah, there's yeah. a lot of people like 
now I'm like 28. And like, if I dated someone now, and like I didn't settle with them, maybe it would impact me more. But like, you know, young flings or whatever, or younger relationships, like, no, it was like a long time ago. But I also like don't want to be married right now. So I think if I see that, I'm like, good it wasn't me yeah (laughs) dodge that bullet (laughs) no offense to anybody who's married it's just like not my thing I don't want to be married right now and so yeah no I think for me there's no hard feelings but I do know a lot of people that like take that stuff really personal where they're like Mm -hmm. oh they found the person that they were looking for and it wasn't me and I just have never thought that yeah I think as far as I know, none of my exes have been married. Mm-hmm. And I say as far as I know, because there's one who is not on social. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it's well, I mean, the weird coincidence, my current boyfriend doesn't have an Instagram. My last mm. two exes didn't have Instagrams. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that says something about me, because I feel like that is like you, not really the norm. But you pick good guys, guys that don't care about superficial things that LA has like brought out of most of us. <laughs> That's kind of true. Yeah. I don't mind it. Yeah. It's just like a funny coincidence because no, I feel great. like it's the minority of people. But it also makes it easier for you after the breakup. You'd have so nothing true. to like stalk. It's yeah. Like clean break. It's like back in the 90s when people broke up and mm-hmm. there was no tracks. It's so true. But one of them like has a Facebook. And when we broke up, I was very much like, we shouldn't have been together. Like, I'm not trying to like flex and be like, I wasn't sad at all. Like, I was sad, but then could quickly look back and be like, that wasn't the match. Like, you had wanted to break up with this person before. Like, it was overdue. But I still like blocked him on Facebook. I think just because, I don't know, like, I blocked him before, like out of pettiness in yeah. college and whatever. And so I yeah. think it was just my instinct. I was just like, I don't need to see any That's updates. Fair. Yeah. But in thinking about it, I'm like, I don't know. Like, what if he's engaged? I would literally yeah. have no clue. Yeah. And that's that's kind of a weird thought. No. And that's fair. Like, I've stalked someone from like 10 years ago and I'm not even into (laughs) them. But recently, I'm like, how is so-and-so doing? And I'll check. And I'm like, why am I doing this? (laughs) Like, I genuinely don't care. It's just like that person's name came up into my head and I decided to like check in on them. Mm -hmm. But if we didn't have that opportunity, it'd probably be better for our mental health. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's partially why I blocked them. I think just because like, With other exes, it wasn't as long of a saga, right? Whereas like with this person, we weren't boyfriend, girlfriend for like a crazy amount of time. It was like two plus years. Mm -hmm. But like because I had like had this on and off thing with him, it felt like more of a saga, I guess. Yeah. And I think that by blocking their updates, it was kind of like, okay, you really have to take like an active step. Mm -hmm. And because you have to take that active step, that's like stopped me from ever doing it. Whereas if I could just do a quick search and see it, I feel like, you know, it would probably have happened once or twice here and there. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just like, whatever, let's just lead myself away from temptation. Yeah. Yeah. I respect that. I know I've been unfollowed or unfriended from guys that like I've liked or dated. And I respect their choices. I'm like, you don't have to follow me. You don't have yeah. to like me. Like, this is for your own mental health. And yeah, I respect that. I agree. I do not take personal offense to it. <laughs> no, it's like people have to do what's best for them mm-hmm. to deal with the breakup. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I feel like this is a good transition into integrating a guy into your friend group. And so <laughs> I feel like, you know, there are their own issues with like when you're trying to date someone who is part of your friend group already, mm-hmm. but then totally separate issues when it's like, okay, now I have to introduce this person to this mm-hmm. group of people that's very important to mm-hmm. me. And there's just like a lot of questions that go around it. And the first question being like, when do you do it? Like, what's the best time? Or yeah. like, when is it at a point where you're like, okay, I'm invested enough in this guy 
to where I want to introduce him. Yeah, that's fair. So I hope we get into you introducing <laughs> your significant others oh, to me. Will. But I would say, for the record, like I'm very private about my dating life. And even when you asked me to be on this, you like <laughs> said that at the top, you were like, hey, I know you're very private, but I was expecting like- to get shot down. Yeah, <laughs> you shot your shot. And I said, I never say no to a date. <laughs> so um, I'm very private about my dating life. And even with my girlfriends, like I'll be a little open. I'll be like, oh, I'm going on a date with someone. And I'm just like very like private about it because I don't want to A, jinx it or like mm, yeah. get their hopes up or my hopes up or like if it doesn't work out, I don't want to have like the conversation about why it didn't work out for too long. So like it didn't work out. Like that's the end of it. Like we can drop it. Yeah. And so this is like even pre-college. I introduced two guys that I was dating to like my family. Mm-hmm. And that was like when we both knew like we liked each other. And like one of them was already like my boyfriend. And then the other was someone who like I was starting to like date, but it was an official. And that felt fine. But with friends post-college, it's definitely different because mm-hmm. you don't want to get their opinion just yet. Like you want yeah. to like assess how you feel about this person. Totally. And the one time that I've brought someone closer to my girlfriends, I didn't really ask for their opinion. I was just like, this is who it is. Like, and I'm not going to ask for your feedback because most of them like knew who he was. Mm-hmm. But I will say, and this changed my opinion of this guy was when one of my girlfriends asked the other one, like, oh, how do you feel about him? Because, like, she may have spent a little bit more time with him, had a little bit more one-on-one. Okay. And my childhood best friend was like, yeah, I don't really like him for her. Mm. And I was like, whoa, like, I didn't even ask for her opinion. Yeah. But she also didn't, like, say it in a mean way. She was just like, she didn't know how to, like, not say it. Yeah. And she was like, "Mm, I don't really like him for Karen. And so... I didn't really react to it, but internally I was processing all of this. And I just thought, whoa, like, am I that girl who doesn't see red flags and is Mm. trying to like pretend like things with this guy is totally normal or okay. But if I saw my friend doing this, I would be like, stop talking to him. Or like, this guy's not good enough for you. Yeah. And so then I really had to like, you know, reevaluate my relationship, friendship with this guy and think like, twice about like what I was doing, what I was saying. Yeah. And so I think that it's important to bring in your friends early on because, and we'll get to this, like (laughs) once it's like, we've been dating for two months, even two months, it's like, okay, well, how do you tell this person? Like this person's not good for you. Then it gets awkward. So I feel like bringing them in before it's like official, but like with no pressure is good. But also, like, if you're genuinely concerned about this person and you want your friend's opinion, it's because you're not fully, like, you don't, you yourself don't trust it. That's true. So I thought this guy was great. And then, like, my friend gave her opinion. I was like, oh, I didn't know people felt this way about him. Like, mm. maybe I thought, like, you know, I had a better judge of character and I didn't. But I think that, like, if you want your friend's opinion, it's because there's something. Because all you really should just do is be like, oh, this is, like, my boyfriend. And then, like, not expect there to be, like, too much follow-up like recently you introduced me to your boyfriend Mm -hmm. and you although like the second he left the room you were like what did you think yeah (laughs) um but you didn't invite him specifically to come meet me true you know like you were just like i'm gonna invite him to like meet up with us to watch this game Mm -hmm. and he showed up but like you didn't have this like goal yeah like oh how does karen feel about him that's true it's not like a jury exactly like you already had like decided like that you were going to date him and you were already dating him for a couple of months. That's true. Before I met him. That's true. It's 
I feel very similarly to you in terms of being private. And actually, it caused some, I wouldn't say friction. It wasn't a big deal. But it caused like kind of a misunderstanding with one of my friends where he found out that I had a boyfriend and he was like, what the hell? Why haven't Mm, you mm -hmm. told me? Mm -hmm. And I felt really badly, but it was like a few things. Like for one, I'm not going to be that person who's like texting and being like, guess what? Yeah. Like that's really weird. You know, I I kind of feel like it's ironic to say this because it's like I literally have a podcast where I talk about dating. But I do feel like I'm like, okay, if people are tuning in to listen, I guess there's someone interested. I'm not going to assume that that people are interested in hearing updates about my dating life. And so it's that thing where it's like, okay, I hadn't seen this person in person. Mm -hmm. And so if we had, of course it would have come up, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't going to send out like an iOS press release. (laughs) And then also similar to what you said, it's like, you don't know if it's going to work out. Mm -hmm. Right. And so this is someone who I mentioned on the podcast before, like we dated and we broke up. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, like last time we broke up like kind of quickly and it wasn't because of anything bad or anything that I'm ashamed about, but there's still the question of like, I don't know, like, is it that serious? Like, uh, not to say that, that sounds bad, but but it is, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Yeah, and like, so I, again, I'm private about this. I have a sister and a brother and my old roommate decided to move back home. And my sister was like, oh, like, is he dating anyone? And I was like, oh no. And she's like, oh, maybe like, I wonder if he would be dating anyone. Like, if he would be like inclined to stay in LA. And I was like, Mm. oh, Maybe, but I also was like, no, he's like homesick. Like he wants Mm. to go home. Yeah. And so she was like, oh, like how does he meet people in LA? And I was like, oh, like at bars, on dating apps. And my sister's like, she's nine years old to me. So like Mm -hmm. different generation, like Mm -hmm. dating apps were not a thing when she was in college slash post-college. And so she was like genuinely like curious. And she was like, is that the only way people date now? Like how they meet Mm -hmm. people? And my back was sweating. I was like, oh, no, we're having this conversation right now. She's giving me a ride. She's going to pivot to I you. I can't roll out of this car right now. There's no <laughs> escape. It's like that scene in Lady Bird where she just opens yes, the door. Yes, yes. <laughs> or in, oh, my gosh, I'm blanking on the name, but there's a movie with Steve Carell. Oh, my God. Yes, yes. it's in Crazy Stupid Love. Crazy Stupid Love. And he just oh jumps out of the car. And go to. Um, I wish I could have done that. The <laughs> My back was like sweating. I was like, oh, my gosh, here it goes. Here it goes. And in my head, she kept saying, here it goes. And it, it went there. And so she's like, is that how people date? And I was like, oh, you know, I think a lot of people like that's like 50-50 nowadays. And so she's like, how about you? <laughs> and I froze because I had just gone on one date at that point. It was after the funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, I had just gone on one date. Hinge date, and I've only ever used Hinge, and I couldn't lie because yes, I had gone on a dating app date, but it wasn't like I was like actively on a dating app, and so I was like, uh yeah, I was like, Chris made me a dating app profile a few months ago, and I just used it recently, and so she was a little offended. She's like, how come you don't share that information with me? And I thought, well, hey, because it was like two dates that I went on with this guy, like mm-hmm. we're not getting married, like why would I like introduce you to him? Yeah. And I was like, because it's not serious. And she's like, yeah, but I'd still like to know about it. And I just thought like, no, because there would just be so many questions to follow yeah. up from two days that don't need to happen. So I think that like introducing people like can take that like serious, like, oh, yes. it must be serious. And so I feel like if I yeah. were to introduce someone to like friends or like relatives, I want them to know like I'm introducing you to them because like I actually like them. I've yeah. like, decided that like, I want to pursue this. And I know you and I have had this like situation where like, You've introduced me to guys that like you already were dating. And yeah. I didn't know how to tell you that I didn't like them. <laughs> but I I've knew also- 
here we go this is me my back sweating being like it's gonna go there (laughs) but i'll go back so like my other friend mina we recently were having a conversation i haven't met her boyfriend so mina like doesn't live here she lives in london and there's a lot of like history with her and her now boyfriend they like were on and off for like a hot second and like the stories that she told me like and this is the hard part when like Mm. your girlfriends tell you like why their boyfriend is like shitty and like why they broke up and you're like i hate this guy and they get back with them and then you're you're like like, okay like now i have to like this guy or like just tell (sighs) you that it's okay that you're together so like it puts me in an awkward position and i don't want to put my friends through that at all yeah because it's just like awkward all the time and so i had this conversation with her and i was like how do you feel about people telling you like how they feel about your significant other i had never met her boyfriend but i was like based on what you've told me like I wouldn't want you to date him or like, I wouldn't want anyone to date him. And she was like, no, I would hope that people think I have a good enough judge of character. The person I'm dating is like a good person. Like Mm -hmm. I'm able to see some red flags and like some of them, you just like look past. And so I was like, Oh, okay. So if I ever meet him, no to self, like don't tell her that I don't like him. You know, if I don't, like, I don't know if I ever will like meet him or I don't know if I will or not like him. Yeah. But I realized like some people don't want to know, although I would be the person that would want to know. Like if you don't mm-hmm. like who I'm dating, like please tell me. Like if you totally, see some red flags, yeah. like tell I me will. because I'm being blind I'm blind by love. And so going back to you, when we first met, you were dating somebody, and even the first time we went out and mm. you like brought this up to me <laughs> and I like tried to like brush it off. <laughs> and I hadn't met your boyfriend at the time. Oh my god, yes. I was hoping <laughs> you would bring this up. Oh my so god. I hadn't met your boyfriend at the time. But you're a hot girl. And this guy at the bar was like really, really into you. And he was trying to dance with you and like maybe buy you a drink. And you were like, I have a boyfriend. And so, (laughs) you know, he left you alone. And I didn't know you guys had this exchange. And so I like saw him and I'm like, why aren't you like talking or dancing with my friend? He's like, she said she has a boyfriend. And (laughs) maybe like half drunk me was like, she doesn't have a boyfriend. Go and dance (laughs) with her. And then, like, hard again. and then like half an hour later, you're like, did you tell that guy I didn't have a boyfriend? <laughs> and I like just pretended and I was like, I never said that. <laughs> oh my God. But it's just because I thought, you know, you were being harmless. I would never let you like yeah, kiss actually or go cheat. home with him. Yeah, correct. But it was just like, you were just having fun. Like, mm-hmm. just let the guy have, like, just have fun. It was also like my birthday. So I wanted everybody to have fun. Yes. But then I met this guy. <laughs> then you broke up with him. And then started dating another guy and like we mentioned like i only worked with you for a total of a year and you started dating this guy so we weren't like close enough for me to meet him early on in your yeah. dating yeah. relationship or your relationship with him and so i think i met him like once you were like four months in maybe yeah, five months probably a in. while in so i don't know if i've ever told you this mm-hmm. but when i first met your ex-boyfriend it was at Townhouse in Venice, mm-hmm. and it was me, you, him, and maybe another friend, and then it was two of my close friends. And from the beginning, I was really disturbed by him, and throughout the night, it was no. super disturbed by him. But it Ugh. all started off when he met my friend Chris, who, and he is gay, at the time was having a hard time like coming out to strangers, mm-hmm. or like still not processing it, or comfortable like, sharing it with people who he didn't know. And so at the time, as you know, townhouse gets really sweaty. Yes. (laughs) And so we were all like really, really hot. And Chris was wearing like this button up shirt. And your boyfriend decides that maybe it's appropriate to unbutton his shirt. 
So he starts unbuttoning Chris's shirt. Okay, I don't even remember that. Yeah, well, I was very sober for this. And so he starts unbuttoning his shirt and kind of like in a flirty way, because I think like Chris may have already like, you know, shown that like expressed that he was gay. I don't Mm -hmm. know. But Mm -hmm. like the fact that he assumed that it was like okay to do this was like not okay because that is pretty weird it was an uncomfortable thing to do to a stranger yeah that's the thing um, to start unbuttoning their shirt and chris is like you know holding back and i like had (laughs) to pull his arm off and i'm like hey stop it like don't do that like who are you and so god that was really awkward and then also like a couple minutes later alex like was not smiling and he like looks at her and he's like Hey, you should smile. No, he did not say he did. that. Yeah. He's like, sprang up, smile. And Alex was like, who the fuck are you? Like, oh, God. Like, Please don't ever tell me to smile. And maybe Alex is going to correct me if I'm wrong. But like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he like told her to like be friendlier. And then is- the worst part, I think worse, <sighs> was this guy at the bar was like trying to talk to me. Like you could tell he was like gazing over and like trying to like start a conversation. And he came by like around two or three times. And by the third time, it was like obvious he was like trying to like get into our circle and talk to me. Mm-hmm. And so you may have been at the restroom or maybe you were at the booth. But this guy, your ex-boyfriend, pulls me over, leans in onto my ear and he goes, hey, pretend to flirt with me. So he thinks that like you're with me. And all I remember thinking was like, what? Like. Why would I pretend to flirt with you when yeah. you're my friend's boyfriend? Yeah. And like, he like grabbed me in like a very uncomfortable way where I was like, this is not appropriate. Yeah. Like your girlfriend is in the bathroom. If she were to walk up, I felt so guilty. And I was like, I hope Aww. Leslie didn't see this because I don't want her to think that I'm hitting on her boyfriend. Yeah. And Which I know you would never, obviously. Yeah, never. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and so I was just like, who are you? Like, uh, that's like three strikes. Okay. Like, instead of being like, you know what? I'm going to be a good guy. I'm going to go up to the stranger and tell him to like, leave this girl alone. Yeah. Although he wasn't, he, he didn't guy, do anything. Point, yeah. I don't think he'd even like said hello to me. Uh, Maybe the most God. said hello. Yeah. But like, instead of being like that, like, let me go talk to him. I'm just going to like, grab this girl by her waist, whisper in her ear, Ew. almost like kiss her no! ear. No! And just, so in, and be like, hey, like, flirt with me so that he thinks you're with me and i was like i don't like him and that was like my first time i was like i don't know this girl very well enough (laughs) to like tell her how i feel about her boyfriend and then there's other moments where i met him after where he really 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 didn't had his best foot forward i feel like we've never fully recapped that night like we've talked about it your Um, birthday no well the birthday yes but like that night that you just recapped Mm -hmm. i feel like we've never talked about it in depth or maybe like we talked about and i blacked it out from my mind Mm -hmm. because embarrassingly i dated this person for two more years (laughs) but yeah i didn't know the buttoning story and i vaguely remember you saying something about him like getting you to pretend to be dating him and it making you uncomfortable yeah but i didn't know the other two stories yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it is really interesting because to your point, it was so early on. Yeah. And I'm not trying to make excuses for this person. We're not dating yeah. anymore. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. you know, like sometimes you might think like, I don't know, like, did I meet them when they were drunk, whatever? Or as the 100%. person who yeah. is dating them, you could be like, oh, they were drunk. They made a bad yes. impression and mm-hmm. like make excuses for mm-hmm. them. So it is really tough. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember, and maybe you remember, 
I think I know when it is, but would love to hear from your perspective. Like when was the first time that you kind of expressed dissatisfaction to me? I still had a hard time. I think I met him a few other times. Going back to what you said, like I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. I was like, this is the first time I'm meeting him. We were all drinking. Maybe this is just like him on a bad night, worst behavior. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to say anything because A, I'm not close to Leslie. And B, like it could just been a bad night for him. And I would like to say that it was a bad night for him, but I feel like every other time that I no. met him or like saw him, like we were like on first name basis, like it wasn't like an introduction, like moving forward. I just never liked him. Like there, there was, was never, never like one positive. There was never one positive. I think I've blacked out like every other encounter besides your birthday. Cause I think that was the last time I saw him. And I still didn't tell you anything up until your birthday. And it took until that birthday when other people told you about him that I was like, okay, now is like my time to just, and it wasn't so yeah. much like, I don't like him. I think it was just so much of like, he doesn't know how worthy you are and how lucky he is to be with you that like, it's like BS for him to treat you this way and to think that he could do better. I think that's where I was like, this is what I could say without mm. making it about him. Yeah. And I know that other friends had different reactions at night and other of our mutual friends met him that night for the first time. Yeah. And at that birthday, I was having conversations with them and was like, how do you feel about this person? No. Like, am I crazy? And they were like, no, this oh guy's a jerk. Like, wow. We can't believe he's with her or like she's with him, I should say. Yeah. And like, we went off to the side of like one of the bars and we were like having this in depth conversation of like, cause he like left your birthday for like an hour because Ugh, he was so upset yeah. that they didn't serve the drinks that he liked. And so we we're like, like, why does it matter? It's not your birthday. Like, you should be sober and taking care of your girlfriend. So, yeah, there was just a lot of, like, moments where I was like, I don't like him, but it's not in my place. Like, at that point, it was, like, a year and a half into your relationship. Oof. But I was always a little skeptical from the first interaction. And I wish that he would have proven me wrong. But I'm glad that you're not with him. Yeah. I, it's in the past. Yeah. I never liked him for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you could always do better. <laughs> it's... I don't even want to say funny because it's like actually embarrassing no. that like this has happened multiple times. But like to hear you say that like you literally had a quorum of people at my birthday <laughs> being like, what the fuck is up with this guy? Yeah. And later, Ryan Pantages told me that like he had a conversation with other mutual friends. Interesting. And he was like, what should we do about this? Oh, my God. And they were everyone collectively was like, I mean, she seems happy. And so we aren't going to do anything exactly. or say anything. Yeah. And I mean, I don't blame anyone. It's a really yeah. awkward thing. I have in the past said something to someone about someone they were dating who mm -hmm. I do think I was proven right and that he wasn't a good guy in the end. But my approach towards it was poor, I will say, mm. up front. Mm -hmm. And then also it's just like, even if the approach isn't poor, I feel like sometimes it can just make it awkward. And then yeah. it might put your friend in a position where they feel like they can't open up to you exactly. about things. Exactly, yeah. And you just never can guess how someone is going to react, even if they're your best friend. Yeah. You don't know. It's like yeah. such a personal thing. People have so much shame yeah. around any like decisions that are made that seem like a bad decision yeah. in a relationship. Yeah, 100%. So yeah, I don't blame anyone for not saying anything. I will go on the record and say, if I'm ever dating someone in the future, <laughs> anyone who's listening and you're like, wow, red flag, bring it up. It's fine. So I feel like I'm sensitive to it because I know that a lot, and you bring up a good point, like you don't want people to feel like they can't share stuff with you anymore. And yeah. I know that a lot of my girlfriends in the past have been like, oh, I didn't tell this to you because like 
either like you're prudish or like I thought you were going to think less of me. You're going to judge me. And it's like, honestly, you're judging yourself. Like you're afraid mm, of the judgment you already like wow. built in your head. Like it's not That's my deep. judgment. You just like know that what you're doing is not like the best option for you. So that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. However, like it still like makes me sad to think that someone feels like they can't share something with me yeah, because they're afraid of like my judgment. And so I've tried to be better about like judging people or like sharing my judgment towards something. And you and I both share this thing. Where, like it's hard for us to like hide our feelings about stuff. <laughs> yes. And so I've been mindful of that, especially like a relationship is like something really serious. Yeah. I will say the only time that I would probably call the red flag and feel like I need to like tell someone that the person they're dating isn't good for them is like, if I know someone's cheating on them, oh. like that's a hundred percent, like not okay with me. Yeah. And then the other is like, if I feel like my friend is in danger and I've actually had a girlfriend who like told me like, yeah, like my boyfriend broke his arm from like hitting a hole in the wall. Oh, and I shit. thought I was going to die that night. Oh my God. And I was at dinner and I was like, okay, like how do I get this girl out of this relationship and yeah. out of the situation right now? And I'm like, do you need a place to stay? Like, do you need to come home with me tonight? do you like just want to call your family? Like I know you're living with him and she left that dinner. She's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to get the guts to break up with him tonight. But wow. I also thought like, that's scary. Like that's very that could scary. go south really fast. Like, especially this person that seemed very unstable. Yeah. And so that whole night I like text him like, are you okay? Are you alive? Are you okay? Are you alive? Because I've never been in the situation where I felt like maybe I was going to die tonight from my boyfriend. I mean, that's extreme. That's like, if you're in that situation, you should not be in that. You should get no. out of that immediately. And it's a lot easier said than done. Like I think about like big little lies and Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of women like that who go through these relationships in silence and like yeah. they don't share what's actually happening behind closed doors. And that's a lot of like what my girlfriend was going through. And so I feel like I would only call the red flag if I felt like, that was going on and i will say like this girlfriend in particular when i met her boyfriend i was like who is this insane guy like she could do so much better like she needs to get out of this relationship but it was just me judging like his character yeah not like what he was capable of doing and he Mm -hmm. achieved a lot in their like two three year relationship and she actually did not break up with him that night oh no um and it was hard for me to keep that from some of our other close friends because i knew that she trusted me with like the story that she told me And I wanted to make sure that I still was a trusted source. Like if she felt like she needed to like, you know, vent or like if she didn't need to like go somewhere that wasn't home because she didn't want to like explain that story to her family. Like Mm -hmm. I needed to make sure that she felt like that she had a place to go. Yeah. So I think those are the only two situations where I would feel like you need to get out of this. And and it's because of their own good. Yeah. Not just because I don't like the person or because like are rude. Like there's a lot of rude people and like you can put up with that. But as long as like they make you happy and like, they're not harming you and like why does it matter what i think that's true i guess what if a friend actively asks you and i know that you kind of alluded to yeah. okay if you're asking it's because you're unsure yourself mm-hmm. so yeah like if someone's actively asking you and like let's say i had asked oh what do you think about my boyfriend after that first hangout that you described yeah. what would you have said yeah so i would try to be as honest as possible without being offensive or rude i think i would have said like he was like, fine. Um, maybe <laughs> he was a little too drunk. You know, I, I would have, I'm also like a little sarcastic yeah. or like, <laughs> I don't know, sometimes I'll say like inappropriate things. And so maybe I would have said something really inappropriate where you were like, okay, so you don't like him. <laughs> and like, so I what you're saying is. It would have been a little hard for me to like beat around the bush, especially caught off guard. But I think like, I, when I probably saw you that following Monday, I was like, oh, it was a fun night. But I like never brought him up. Yeah. Um, but I think I would have been like, oh, like, 
hopefully next time I'll get to like, you know, meet him in a different setting. Mm. I don't think I would have brought up that awkward moment in particular because I think we were too early on in our friendship where yeah. you would have been like, wait, like, are you flirting with my boyfriend? But I feel like if it's a girlfriend that I've had for years and yeah. they're like, what do you think about him? Yeah. I would feel more comfortable being a little bit more open about like things that I like, may have noticed. Yeah. But at the time, like you and I weren't close enough for me to feel like that was the appropriate thing to do. That's very fair. That's very fair. And you also mentioned if you don't feel like someone is in danger or that being there's no on. infidelity. Yeah. yeah. Then like maybe you don't say anything. But I think about like, okay, so I have not been with this person for years now. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, it gets to a point where like your friendship with someone deepens and like they become a bigger part of your life. And then if this like significant other is along for the ride, that relationship deepens and they're mm -hmm. also a bigger part of their mm -hmm. life. So like imagine if every time we hung out, like or almost every time this person were around, does that impact the friendship? Like how is that dynamic going forward if you kind of just have to pretend that you like this person who you really hate for your friend? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it ruined or distanced us. I think we st we still got like, you know, mm -hmm. close yeah. in the time that you dated him. I think, however, like I wasn't like super excited <laughs> whenever you were like, oh, he's gonna come. <laughs> I just be like, oh God, no. here we go. Here we go. <laughs> like, I think I just like mentally had to prepare myself this is literally so <laughs> tragic. No, no, no. I wasn't very, I don't think I met him that many times. It was enough times. It was enough times. I would say like at least five times. I would even say more. Oh, okay. I, would I have a terrible memory. I feel like when we started working together, him and I had literally just started, started dating talking. like yeah, a yeah. month later. So you were there for the whole relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So over two and a half years, I'm sure you met him more than five times. Yeah, yeah. I just blocked it out. Um... <laughs> I think I also just like avoided him at like social group And functions. it was just like us three. That's <laughs> like true. Third That's wheeling. true. Yeah. And I think he actually, I don't want to sound like annoying or presumptuous, but like, I think he liked me. Like He did. Yeah. He really liked yeah. you a lot. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you saying that. <laughs> um, I know he liked me. So I know that like when we did talk, like it wasn't awkward. So it was like easy to talk to him, mm -hmm. but I just- Maybe didn't. he liked you too much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe his like drunk feelings were somewhat valid. No, I just thought like he was not like an awkward person. Like he could have a conversation, at least with me, because <laughs> yeah, he yeah. felt comfortable. He was like social enough with me. And like, I never felt like, oh God, like what a drag. Like I've met other, I've met friends, partners where I'm like, oh my gosh, like I don't want to talk to this person. Like you're so boring. <laughs> it wasn't that. It just was like, I just didn't, I just, there was something shady about him that I always felt like I couldn't look past. Mm -hmm. And he was just not right. Like, I thought that I was right the yeah. entire time. Yeah. So for the listeners to bring it full circle, that's the one ex I don't follow on social media. Oh, interesting. But yeah, he's the one who I blocked. And again, it's not because I hold a candle for him. Like, obviously, yeah. we can look back on this and it's very clear, clear. that it wasn't the right relationship but no. i will say out of curiosity i'm just like i wonder what type of person he's gonna end up with yeah wait so you don't follow him or you blocked him but can i see him oh yeah i'm okay. sure you could I'll i mean check, he like I'll doesn't check in. i'll check in later he doesn't post much so yeah. you probably won't see he has anything. a boring life he has nothing to post about <laughs> you could do so much better leslie <laughs> oh my god well that's in the past yeah bringing it full circle i think he was like i don't know if i can introduce you to my family it's like you would be honored to be able to present someone like Leslie to your family. Like he, he should be bowing down to you and to <laughs> anyone that made you feel le like less than like 
F them. They don't deserve you. Yeah. It's interesting because as embarrassed as I am to recap all of this on air and like admit (laughs) to dating this person, it's easy to be like, oh my God, what a waste of time. No, 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 no. But I will say, I feel like clearly I had to date this person Mm -hmm. and like get something out of my system. Mm -hmm. And whether that something was like the history we had before we dated or the something was just like understanding like how I should be treated in a relationship. That was important. I wish that it had taken me less than two and a half years (laughs) to like learn it, but I I learned it and we've moved on. And so I just have to look at it as a learning experience and not like a waste of time. No. And I think also, like I said before, like sometimes when we are infatuated by someone, we look past a lot of red flags and we like don't want to admit it to ourselves. Like we deserve better. I'm going back to like my best friend from childhood who was like, I don't like him for her. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm that girl who like doesn't want to see like what's in front of her. And like if another girlfriend was telling me this guy's like flaking on her, like canceling, like meeting up day of, like it'd be like, you deserve better. Like, mm-hmm. and so I think that like when we are truly like into someone, we don't want to see their flaws. And mm-hmm. so I don't blame you because you for so long had a crush on him. And the fact that it happened, you were like, this is great. Like, I want to stay with him. Like, for some reason, you just got stuck with him. And like, you couldn't see past like his rude, like, behavior. You know, the sad thing is, though, or I don't know. You (laughs) could. Yeah. Like, because I, on at least two very distinct occasions, almost broke up with him. Like, Mm. I came very, very Mm -hmm. close. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talked and it was like, he knew he fucked up. And I think he was like, oh, shit, she's about to break up with me. And we reconciled on both occasions. And I'm just like, damn, like, I can't believe he ended it. Yeah, I can't believe exactly. I didn't end it one of those times yeah. or some other time. Yeah, like, I think when somebody, I forget who it was, because of course we had like side conversation about him. <laughs> it might have been Matt when I was like, can you believe he broke up with her? Like, how dare he? I was offended. I wish people knew what this person looked like or everybody was like, no, we're like, not shaming because of looks. No, it's no, all no, about the relationship. No, I mean, I would hope that at least he was like godlike looking human, but he wasn't like <laughs> living up to your standards. And you could do so much better physically, personality. Like you were a package and he wasn't even half of the package. Oh. So wow. Thanks, I, was, Karen. I was very disappointed in him for breaking it off. Like, is he gonna do any better? No. <laughs> no. Sorry, buddy. Wow. Well, everyone needs a friend like Karen in their life to <laughs> hype them up and remind them that they're a bad bitch. So thank you. Always, always here to remind my girlfriends. Oh. So I wanted to close out with one last thing. Yeah. And I wanted to play a game and the game is headache or heartbreak. And so basically it's if you learn this thing about the person that you're dating, everything else is perfect. Is it a headache that's annoying, but you can deal with it? Or is it a heartbreak and you have to end it with them? Okay. Okay. So the first one, and I think actually based on our conversation, I know what you're going to say. He's (laughs) friends with all of his exes. And like, it's beyond like, oh, we check in with a birthday text. It's like, he'll text them like random jokes and have conversations when he's just like kind of thinking about them for some reason. And it's like with relative frequency. Um, I think headache. Okay. That's what I thought you would say. Yeah. 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 I think just like the constant wondering it would become more stressful, the anxiety that comes with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. So conversely, what if you're dating someone who does not believe that men and women can be platonic friends? Wait, 
this person doesn't believe that men and women can be friends. And the reason why I feel like it's pertinent to you is like you have male friends. So inevitably, I feel like this would become an issue. I guess headache. It's not a heartbreak. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's good. Okay. So this one, you find out that he used to regularly hook up with one of the girls in his main friend group, but he wasn't the one who told you. It was like someone else who casually mentioned it. Heartbreak for sure. Mm. Honesty is key. Yeah. If you did find out from him, would that change your answer? Um, yeah, that would. Okay. I, I would prefer to just, you know, know from from him. Yeah. yeah. Then I would feel like, why is he hiding it? Yeah. You know, like, is there still feelings? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a reason why he was trying to, like, keep that information. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, so what if one of the girls in his friend group, it's like one of his good girlfriends, and she's just like not nice to you, but like he doesn't validate the fact that you kind of have issues with this girl. Um, that's happened to me, like even just like in friend groups. Mm. Honestly, I think it's a heartbreak because it's just not respecting the other person's feelings and just constantly making them feel like they're crazy. Yeah. I'm blinking on the word. Like, like gaslighting. gaslighting. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't like the idea of anyone gaslighting anyone about anything. That's true. So it's, it's like, even if you don't see it, I feel like the mm-hmm. invalidating of Correct. the feelings is what becomes a deal breaker. Yeah. So it really is a heartbreak because even if it's like a guy that you like or a friend, that's just like, no, you're crazy. You're like overthinking it. It's like, no, like that person clearly has made me feel less than or made me feel a certain way that yeah. like I can't be my true self with them. Yeah. That's so, fair. That's yeah. Fair. Okay, so this next scenario, so not complicated, but like more detail. Mm -hmm. You meet this guy through your friend's boyfriend. So it's like your friend is Mm -hmm. dating someone, Mm -hmm. you're dating the boyfriend's friend. And then the friend's boyfriend cheats on your friend. And so you talk to your boyfriend about this and he's like, I don't condone it, but it like also doesn't change any aspect of their friendship at all. Oh God, (sighs) headache. And I've had a similar situation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not really similar, but like I found out that one of my girlfriend's boyfriends was on Tinder, mm. still swiping. Mm, that's right. And I told this guy that I like, like liked at the time. And he was like, leave it alone. Like, it's not your business. And I'm like, no, but like, that's my friend. Yeah. And so I like, was eventually ready to tell her before she found out herself. And like I told you, like if someone's cheating, like it's always like, I will tell them. Yeah. So definitely headache. Okay. Yeah, it's not a heartbreak. Like my heart's not gonna be broken. That's true. <laughs> but would you like see them in the same way and be able to keep dating them? I would be able to keep dating them if like I'm able to convince them like why I feel the way I feel. Yeah. But if they're like, no, like still not convinced, then I would be a little concerned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have this exact situation, but I dated someone who his friend was engaged and cheated a couple mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. And it was really tough because like this guy would always talk about like how he never cheats and is so honest mm-hmm. and everything. And I understand it's like, okay, you're not friends with the fiance, I guess. Mm-hmm. But like, at what point does it become enough to where your conscience kicks in and you feel like you yeah. can do something? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that like a lot of guys have had that situation where like their close guy friend is cheating on their significant other. And you like just, don't look at it or like you, you pretend like way. yeah you pretend like it doesn't exist and i'm the person that i'm like that's not okay that your friend's doing that and they're like well it's not my problem like yeah but like you're a bad human too for mm-hmm. not telling their partner and that actually like is very common like 
maybe I'm assuming, but like, I think it's very common in like army, navy, like mm. in this world. And one of my friends, he like knew that like a lot of his like coworkers were cheating on their wives that were mm. not in the same country as them. And I'm like, I don't know, like you should be loyal to the wife as well. Yeah. So it just gets tricky. And I just think it says a lot about that person who like doesn't think that it's important to like bring it up. So I, this is outside of the headache heartbreak questions, yeah. but if you had a good friend, mm-hmm. you found out that he or she was cheating on their partner, what would you do? I would talk to them about it, but I wouldn't tell their partner. I would, because obviously you need to be an adult enough to like own up to your own mm-hmm. mistakes, but I would definitely call them out on it. And if they continued, would like, what would you do? I'd probably unfriend them. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't tell Unsubscribe. Their, I wouldn't tell their partner. I just wouldn't consider them a friend. I think that that's like a really anti. Yeah. That's infidelity fair. and cheating. That's very fair. Okay. So the last one, pretty silly. They start following your friends on social media after your third date. Oh, <laughs> headache. Okay. It's a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. After your first date. Call 911. <laughs> <laughs> they got a stage five clinger. <laughs> yeah. Anyone who follows you after the first date. That's too much. It's way too soon. I don't even follow people themselves after yeah. the third date. But yeah. I mean, I know that's just me, but yeah. I will say like the weirdest thing I've ever done from like a dating app, like pre-date and it's something I regret every day is like <laughs> following someone that i went on a date with yeah like yeah pre-date, they're like can i see your instagram I always regret that too yeah and i think i go back to like full circle like why was i reluctant because i don't want to like run into this person and <laughs> sure enough the person that like asked me to follow pre-date also went on a date with another friend of mine <laughs> that i found out like i met her down the line like they, we didn't know each other at the time but i found out later and i was like this is literally my worst nightmare you are friends with true. someone that i know and like like, I can't do anything about it. And, like, now I still follow him. And I know what he's doing with his life. Now yeah. he's, like, happily dating someone else, which is great. But, like, it's I weird, don't care. And, like, a I don't, stranger. I'm not going to go through the effort of, like, I'm following you. And also, like, you're checking in on my stories. I'm like, please stop. <laughs> like, don't do this. But then I see him, like, our mutual friend stuff. And, like, this is weird. It is weird. And I just yeah. feel like when people ask that prematurely, I always feel like, oh, you just want to glimpse into my life mm-hmm. that you really haven't earned yet correct but i will also say i have met a guy at a bar and like this is very normal or mm-hmm. like people especially in LA, they're like what's your instagram yeah that's and you true. follow people you meet at a bar and i went on a date with this guy that i met at a bar who got my number but also got my instagram the same night mm-hmm. and like we like each other's stuff all the time. Yeah. He like graduated med school. Very happy for him. Like yeah. cheer him on. He likes my stuff. Like we also have a mutual friend too. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. And that's not awkward. But that's I think true. because we met in a more organic way than like. Yeah. It let is me, more organic. Let me get your Instagram before I meet you in person. Before to make I've sure heard your voice. Yeah. Before. Yeah, exactly. But like this other guy, like I met him and I'm like, you know what? Whether we're going to date or not. I'm okay with you being like a friend of mine. Yeah. So yeah. And don't ask people to add before your date. That's just weird. Well, what about asking listeners to add you (laughs) after listening to this episode? Feel free. Reach out. (laughs) Slide into my DMs if you're not creepy. Um, Yeah. Feel free to add me. Follow me. What's your handle? It's 
Karesti, as you pronounce it, but it's care, K-A-R-E underscore S-T-I, Karesti. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. And I think part of the reason why I don't want people to follow me before a date is because my Instagram isn't that exciting. But (laughs) if you're still compelled, you can follow my personal Instagram at Leslie Nope, L-E-S-L-I-E-G-N-O-P-E. And as always, you can find the podcast at Interstates and Heartbreak. Thank you so much, Karen. Thank you for having me. I mean, anyone who wants to follow us just wants to see a lot of basic content. (laughs) We're here for it. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) If that's what you're into, then go for it. (laughs) Another LA girl. (laughs) Let's be exclusive. Subscribe to Interstates and Heartbreak wherever you listen to podcasts for more firsthand stories about the unglamorous side of dating in Los Angeles. And while you're at it, you can write me a love letter with a rating and review on Apple. See you next Sunday.